The Mahogany Project presents I Just Want to Tell Stories, hosted by Joe Anderson Jr., powered by the South Congress Podcast Network. Hey lovers, it's me, Joe, from The Mahogany Project, and I have an amazing guest on episode three of I Just Want to Tell Stories. Our next guest is currently my co-worker, Boom, and I do not remember how we met, but we'll get into that in a little bit. (laughs) They are creative. They're very, very, very great at, I don't even know how to explain it, like art direction, I guess is a great way to say it. Um, I don't want to minimize, but they make great art digitally. And yeah, I'll let my next guest explain kind of what they do. But I have Marcus Sanchez in the building. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hi. Hi. So let's talk about how we met. Oh, that's a good one. I was just thinking about that. And I'm not sure that I know the exact moment. Mm -hmm. I wish there was an amazing story to tell. Um, I know that I knew of you before we actually met. I think I saw a Mahogany uh, Project performance. Um, down at the Doherty Art Center, yeah. um, was really moved. Thought it was great. So I knew of you, and then it's like I just started seeing you every week, everywhere. Um, and I think at the time I was doing a lot of work in the community. I've I've done nonprofit outreach stuff for like the last ten plus years, um, and I just started seeing you everywhere and really admiring your presence and just that community activation that always seemed to be around you. Um, and then we just started meeting, and yeah. I'm not sure where you were at that time or where you were working. Um, and I remember thinking, we need to work together or do some work together. And then, um, and then I moved over to ASA with mm-hmm. the Q, and mm-hmm. I think we then started doing more work with the Mahogany Project. Mm-hmm. So I think we just met socially, and we yeah. kept crossing paths, and then we found opportunities to work directly. And even if it was just like sponsoring a program or tabling or having a presence. Um, just because I saw that your presence and the communities that you brought together was very much needed in alignment with what we were doing at the time. So, and now we get to work together. Now we get to work together. It's freaking amazing. Now we get to, I don't know why they did this, but. (laughs) It's like creating the perfect brown and black Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Going into meetings, flipping over tables. Get this shit right. Yes. (laughs) Um... So, how would you describe yourself as a creative? Oh, man. Um, that's another good question. Um, as a creative, I, you know, I, I, I consider myself an artist. Um, but more than that, a, a creative. I think what I do is I try to bring creativity and just my thought process and what I do. So, I even say I'm a creative thinker. So mm-hmm. um, And I try to bring creativity and art form to a lot of what I do. So, even my work... Um, I do a lot of outreach into art communities. I've started an online artist group, so I have a network of people I can reach out to. Um, and I'm always thinking of projects. Even this morning I woke up, I think I sent a message. I was like, we need to do a zine. Um, and, and so it's like we have the artists, we have the talent, we have the writers. Um, uh, and I mean, and then my own personal style, I do um, illustration. Um, I've done painting. Um, I still do all that stuff when I have time. I have yeah. to work full time, yeah. obviously. As um, most creatives have to. <laughs> yeah, but that keeps me inspired to do my day job. Yeah. So it's like always having that creative outlet is very important. And I've, I've done workshops and I try to, I don't know, I, I'm a big believer in art as therapies. So even if someone doesn't think they're a creative or, or have any talents, um, I've done things where like just try it. It can be very therapeutic. Mm. Um, even just drawing lines on a paper and kind of feeling what's coming to you. 
Um, and it, for me, it has. My art has been, uh, it's more of a like, spiritual connection when I need to get grounded. Even if I don't feel motivated or inspired to create art, I can go into a space with art yeah. and walk away with something that I didn't have when I walked in. So I just think for me, it's a spiritual thing. And fortunately, I get to use my talents. Yeah. So um, I paint, I um, do digital illustrations, I do pen and ink, um, I do graphic design, that's my background. Mm. Um, so I do logo designs. Um, and then more recently, so Instagram is like, that will suck me in. Um, <laughs> so I was watching cookie videos and I'm like, I'm going to start decorating cookies. So I now have an Instagram page and I decorate cookies. And it's like, okay. Um, and it's just also that crazy right side of my brain. Yeah. I'm very right side of the brain. So mm -hmm. to get the left side is to work with that is very difficult. It takes a little more work. Um, so I'm always trying to put creative spins on everything. Yeah. And I, I think you can. I think it makes things more beautiful and vibrant that way. And, and it brings people together. I think it resonates and connects to people on a different level. Um, so I, don't know I heard of one of your ideas for the Kind Clinic last night. And I was blown away. I have never... Just the level of detail. And this is, was an idea that was just talk, we talked about off the cuff. The level of detail that I heard, I could see it from someone else explaining what you said to them. And I have never in my life been able to see a vision articulated so well from a third party. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, about. I'll talk, <laughs> we can talk about it uh, off air, but just know that there are people who are inspired by your art. I mean, I'm inspired by it. Just, I heard that idea and I was like, you need to do more, bitch. <laughs> you, need to, you need to do more. Sorry if you heard the noise, that was my computer. Okay. Um, <laughs> So let's talk about where are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, I'm from a little bitty town on the Gulf Coast of Texas called Palacios or Palacios. Um, it's weird because when I tell people I'm from the coast of Texas, they're like, oh, the valley, you're from the border. And I'm like, no, no. the Gulf Coast. No, there are different areas <laughs> in Texas. Skin, you're right. <laughs> which is where people go. Um, let's, let's, let's be real. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bitty town. It's a small shrimping town. It's really weird because it's right on the coast, and so there's not a lot of development there because of hurricanes. Um, but there's a huge shrimping industry, so it's the third largest shrimp vessel port in Texas. So... Um, fun fact, um, and anyone who meets me probably has already heard this, um, the HEBs here in town get their shrimp from our bay, or most of them. So, Ooh. Um, they're shrimping, but there's one traffic light, so it's farm, shrimping, Bitch, and drugs. not one traffic light. <laughs> not one traffic Mom, Okay, we're random. My mother grew up in a town in East Texas, uh, Gladewater. Gladewater, have not heard of it. Okay, it's by Longview. Have you I've, heard of Longview? Long okay. yes. It's like maybe 25, I don't know, 25 miles. It could be 15. It could be five miles from Longview. But it is so, so, so small. I think at one point they have a Walmart, the Walmart shut down. Mm -hmm. It is so small. And they do have more than one uh, traffic light. But we always joked that people don't even pay attention because it's not anybody that pays attention to the traffic light. Yeah. People just do what they want. Yeah. It is a very small town. Yeah, we didn't even have that traffic light when I was growing up. So I remember, I think I was probably in junior high, high school. Um, and when they installed that light, I just remember always seeing glass in that intersection because people didn't know how to figure out a light. Like, yeah, it was that country. So there were people like having accidents every day. <laughs> um, same people still there. <laughs> it's like it's a stuck in that time. It's yeah. really interesting. And the but. thing is, like, when we went to uh, Gladewater uh, a couple of weeks ago for Mother's Day, my mom was sh 
showing me all of these houses that had rotted in mm -hmm. because people they've been there for generations and years decades but they don't have the capital to improve mm -hmm. and so it's just oh yeah there used to be a house right there now it's just a field yeah and same a lot of drugs yeah. in that in east texas because you gotta do something i guess you gotta do people something gotta keep it's really bad for drugs okay so do you have any siblings I do. I have an older brother and an older sister. So you're the baby. I am the baby. Uh, and it's interesting. My brother and sister are a lot older than me. So I actually am closer in age with my sister's kids. So I oh, grew really? up with my sister's kids. So those have always been like my siblings. Oh. Um, so I'm like the favorite uncle yeah. in the family. Um, but yeah, my sister's 13 years older and my brother's nine years older. Oh, okay. So that was an oops, baby. Oh, <laughs> oops, we did it again. Um, and fun fact about Marcus and I: his birthday is on the second, mine is on the third. Mm -hmm. We're both Leos, both creatives in a way. Mm -hmm. um, so, just fun fact for y'all, you, li you listeners. So, are you? And our birthdays are coming up. Yes, so. our birthdays are coming up. <laughs> have you? Oh, I asked you this the other day. I was like, "Have you made plans?" And then we have a work thing, so no plans. But. How is your relationship with your parents? Um, good. Good today. Um, my parents are, I don't know, I, they're non-traditional as you, when we talk about, you know, Latino culture. Um, I was raised to be very independent. Um, I, I spend a lot of time with my grandparents, but my parents and I have a really good relationship today. Um, We've just never really been super close, but yeah. I've seen over the years that's changed a lot. And I think, you know, with my parents having grandkids, it's, it's like our family has grown and, and that, mm. that nurturing and loving support system, it, I think it continues to grow. Um, and I think a lot of it has been instilled from, you know, our elders, like yeah. my grandparents. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I will say that's also taken a lot of therapy because <laughs> there has been, you know, a lot of stuff. Um, to work through to get to that place yeah. but you know we're in a very good place today and um, um, my parents are super supportive they love me um, it's it's really good I haven't really had a terrible experience as far as um, I know coming out was was a process yeah. um, and they were actually really good about it you know it was more like we love you for who you are it doesn't matter um, but then we had to work through like bringing partners home and, yeah. and what that, what's that gonna look yeah. like and I'm like oh we didn't think about this yeah, part right. we just um, got to the first step yeah and I've been married three years now they love my partner and it's, it's all good oh well, thank you um, yeah I will say a funny story recently so I was home um, I guess last month for a funeral um, and my, I was talking to my mom and I didn't realize this I didn't pick up on this Like, but my dad was introducing my husband as a son-in-law which he hasn't ever done until that that day um i didn't pick up on it like that night we were talking to my mom and like my i look over my husband he cries for everything he's crying <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking to my mom and he's like did you notice that did you pick up on that i was like oh no i'm no. Um, <laughs> i was busy but, um, glad you had i was creating i was decorating yeah. cookies at the time exactly <laughs> um and then my mom was like oh yeah your dad's like super into that like i guess and again this is a very small town she's like they were at another like store or event or something with family and like People were talking about gay people, and my, my dad spoke up and was like, um, no, people can love whoever they want, and, like, defending, like, gay people and love for okay. all. And I'm like, oh, that's a side of him I've never seen. He's very quiet. Like, we yeah. don't talk a lot, but it was really um, cool to hear that, that, you know, that exists even when I'm not there. Yeah. 
um, is really cool. But um, yeah. What were three lessons that you learned from either your parents or your grandparents that you still kind of take with or hold with you today? Um, I would say. Um, I like the number three if you have. Yeah, <laughs> for, for, I'm good with threes. Yeah. Um, my mom, uh, from her, I definitely learned that um, just perseverance and never too late to like start. And that's why I always start new projects. I think. Because um, I remember one thing that was really inspiring to me is, um, you know, she took care of us all of her her life. Basically, my parents got married when they were 16 and 17 oh, and wow. started their family with my sister and then my brother shortly after. Um, so they were kids and they had to learn how to raise a family very quickly. Um, and then when I came along, I remember at age nine, my mom decided she was going to go to nursing school and start a career. And um, and she went back to school, got her GED, went to nursing school, got her, her license. Um, so that really stuck out to me. And that, that kind of stuck with me and, and the sense that, you know, we can do what we have to deal with at the time and, and then make time for ourselves later. Mm-hmm. And, and it was something that she was passionate about. And she was committed to it, started it, finished it. Um, and we all rallied around her to support that. Um, from my grandmother, I think, and that's probably why I'm a nonprofit today. I, one thing that I still remember is she always taught me that um, um, to always do for those less fortunate. She's very old school, <laughs> and so to me that just says. And and then she would finish that with, "There's always someone less fortunate, yeah. someone who needs your help." Um, and so for me, that's kind of that bleeding heart that I bring into. A nonprofit that I might work for that has a mission and just reminding myself even when there's ego involved and there's tension among staff or community um, it's like let's go back to our mission what is that about um, focus on that and for me it's just like always finding ways to show kindness for someone else um, and she lived that which I think was even more impactful than just the words is that I actually saw that with her um, she could also be a hard ass and very stern, but it was always because she wanted the best for us. So um, I think that's one thing that stuck out. Yes, for three. Yeah. <laughs> the third one would be, um, I don't know. And I would say just really working hard. Like my dad was always a hard worker. Um, we never went without anything. Um, and just because he was just... A very dedicated to his family yeah. you know he may not have been home all the time but he was doing what he was doing to support us and give us what we needed um, we were you know not super wealthy but we were comfortable and had what we had and it was because you know um, my parents you know busted ass to, to to do for us and so I saw them like give up a lot of their own needs for us um, which was very like um, great for us but then I see now it's like we've kind of switched roles and now we make sure that my parents are taking care of themselves and it's like you're retired use this time because I still want to like hey we want to help you do this or that I'm like no 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 I'm good you you take care of yourself you all go and have a trip enjoy your, your retirement yeah. um, go see the grandkids yeah yeah they left their grandkids uh, how many grandkids <laughs> Or I guess I should say nieces and nephews for you. Yeah, I have... Uh, my sister has three. They're all adults. And my niece has two kids. So I'm a great um, uncle. uncle. And one of them is my godson. And then my brother has um, four kids. Ranging from, I think, 16, 17 to like... Eight. Okay. Yeah. So... What is... 
Do you remember the first thing that you created? <clears throat> oh. So before I even like got into art, um, crafting, I have a I have a crafting blog too that I haven't updated. We Bitch. joked about this, yeah. <laughs> we gonna go through the list in a moment, folks. <laughs> um, a crafting. I remember like coming home and um, so when my mom was going to nursing school, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents because my dad was always working, um, and my mom was I think you know picking up shifts at the emergency room and then going yep. to school, um, and so. Uh, my grandmother, it's like she knew I was special. She always told me I was special. Um, I think it was her way of saying that she knew I was gay. Yeah. Um, and, and she passed before I came out. But mm. I, it was always like we had that connection. So she treated me very special. And so she always had special time for me. And I would come home and um, we would watch PBS together. Um, <laughs> and she would have the crafting shows on. And so we would do different crafting projects. And oh, wow. she would save like little supplies here and there. Um, she would save her old like um, birthday cards, greeting cards, and I would cut them up and make collages. And so, I think before I even like took to like paint and before I even had art supplies, like I was crafting. And yeah. so, um, I don't remember a specific project, but I just remember like cutting a bunch of stuff and putting things together, and, which was outside of school, which is like my own personal crafting time. Mm -hmm. um, and I still have crafting. I will, you know, I have a little crafting desk. It's. I used to carry a crafting box around. I always had a hot glue gun and X-Acto knives. Hot glue that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so what is, well, what is your space like in terms of creating at home? Mm, um, Do you have like a specific place that you go to just create or it's everywhere you know i do it's everywhere i do i try to be that person i try to like have and i do have a room designated for like my art and my studio and my crafts crafting supplies i never use it no um i just spread out wherever yeah. usually on a table or on the floor um and i try to be organized but for me i think i need a little bit of chaos and disorder to build that inspiration and music or noise i always have to back have background noise some people mm. like um, it's really weird for me when people create in silence. Yeah. And I, I can't get that because I, I'm the same way. I need a little bit of chaos going on. Mm -hmm. Like, I, my, my creative process is all over the place. Yeah. I am writing notes everywhere and then I lose them and I find them and I'm like, oh, I did write that. I totally or I did come get up that. With that idea. I just finally started using Google Docs <laughs> because I would write it in notebooks like lines lose a notebook find it i would write it on like my computer and forget that i saved it where i saved it google docs has saved my life because everything is in one place that's great see i see you as a very organized person i am not into creativity <laughs> my uh the first guest on our show is in the studio right now and she will tell you, I am all over the place in rehearsal. I am all over the place. And I also have uh, this whole, like, power thing. So it's hard for me to let go of the control to, like, do stuff. And when I do, it's really big of me. I feel like we're creative twins on some I do. Th I, I think so. <laughs> I hear a lot of that yeah. in my process. I, I, yeah. I really do think so. I like to have my, my hand in everything. And then I'm like, okay, let, let, let go. Focus on the art. Focus mm -hmm. on the art. I have to keep telling myself that. It's hard sometimes. I, I tend to be a control freak, and I didn't even realize that until pretty recently. Um, and it's something that I, I can I can pull in and out where I need to, but um, yeah, I definitely get that. And I think it's just being passionate about something, mm -hmm. and then I also have to like give myself permission or forgive myself for like, hey, like I'm being crazy about this, but it's like 
it's okay sometimes. And at least I have an awareness. Yeah. Um, and I can go back and make it right if I need to. Yeah. How do you think your voice, your creative voice, has matured over the years? Or has uh, it matured as you've gotten older? Has it matured because you've just done more projects? Like... I think it has. I think over the last couple of years, it's been more targeted to the work I do. I try to bring it into the work I do. So even if it's coming up with like a sexual health campaign or just um, um, a specific project, it it now has more of a story, um, and it doesn't need to be very obvious right off the bat. But there's always like a purpose, or I might have a series in mind, and it's like this is just the start. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other part where it's grown is just more community involvement. Like, like mm-hmm. I said, I started a, a, a Facebook page with queer artists um, and looking for spaces to bring other people together because I feel like, uh, and I, I used to do life drawing classes for queer artists and creating safe space for LGBTQ artists and models. So we had different models who would come in from those communities. Yeah. Um, and then we did some art shows. Um, but for me, that was all about not just not just opportunities to um, create together, but it was a way for us to promote each other and be aware. Because it's like, you know, we have different voices and they're so diverse. Um, And and I did one show specifically. It was a queer Latinx art show um, because I noticed in Austin there was like three that people recognized. And it was the same style and that's all Latinx art was. And it's like, well, I'm going to bring six to ten others together and show the diversity of our work. Like, it's not just this, this one, one thing, thing. Um, and there's lots of different voices out there yeah. and, and so it was just, I think the growth has been like finding ways to create platforms for creatives to come together mm. um, and even if it's not working on projects together it's a way for us to promote each other yeah. and at least be aware of each other this bitch come on now <laughs> uh, <laughs> so from start to okay one list everything that you're doing uh, for, do the you mean? for the like, people like in terms of like you know, you said that you have this uh, Facebook page for artists. Uh-huh. You have the cookie decorating. You you do a lot. So what all do you do? Um, I think a lot of that has been for me lately. I think with work, I've been working so much. It's like to keep my creativity and inspiration, um, I've started side projects. So mm. I do contract work, and then I do my own personal art projects. Um so the cookie decorating, it's when I can't pick up a paintbrush or look at my computer uh-huh. anymore. And it's just another form of media. It's yeah. just an extension. Um, and then um, I've been doing some illustration work with a few other organizations. Um, and a lot of it's around sexual health. I still mm-hmm. love like finding ways to talk about sexual health and promoting health and wellness to different communities, um, especially marginalized populations. Yeah. I have a huge love and focus for that. Um, yeah, and then I'm also picking up, you know, I, I'm, I think probably, hopefully this weekend, working on some paintings that I've been putting off. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of it for me right now is the self-care and using my art to do that, to stay inspired for what I do in my nine to five. Yeah. Um, because if I start to feel burnt out and still there, I won't have the desire to create when I get home. So I think finding projects for myself, um, and it's great when I'm getting paid for them, um, and it's taken a long Hallelujah. time Hallelujah, right. Oh, I have, <laughs> and I have started doing uh, t-shirt designs that are uh, queer Latinx focused okay. so that's been another project I haven't got the store up yet but um, I have some designs done it's just getting printing done and mm-hmm. paying for stuff and finding the time um, and then my community stuff I get to focus I think in the work that yeah. I do that we do together um, and that's enough for now yeah. um, I can't show up as my best self for other people or the community if I'm not taking care of myself yeah. and I've had to like 
recently carve out time for projects that make me happy. So, yeah. one of the the happiest moments this week. Uh, it was a crazy week at work, just with all these events we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really coming up with this outline and the stories and reaching out, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm super excited for today recording because we've, I mean, we've recorded a lot, but just find, like you said, finding the time to create or even the process of mm-hmm. getting to create, of getting to the, the point where you're actually creating is fascinating to me. Yeah. So from start to finish, let's say you come up with an idea to the execution of it. How long does your process take? How long would you say it takes on average? Um, it depends on the project. Yeah. If it's like a campaign that's like telling a story um, with work, um, it's funny, I have a new wallet that has a, a little um, like sketch pad in it mm-hmm. with a little pencil. Because um, a lot of times I just have random ideas and I mean to put them on my phone and I don't. And it's easier for me to write them down or sketch them out. Um, and that also happens at night. That's a tip for all you creatives. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I usually keep something in or by my nightstand because my brain is more awake at night and yeah. just have always been a night person. Um, and so I'll have stuff that I wake up in the middle of the night with in my head and I just have to get it out. So when that stuff happens, I know I have to move fairly quickly on that because that's it's usually something that has moved me yeah. in that moment. Um, and through the whole process that I could take anywhere from like thinking something out a final product um i could probably do that in like a week's time um but a very specific like painting or illustration um i would say i spend more time brainstorming and i do that a lot like i zone out a lot when i'm driving um i'll look at the way light reflects in windows to kind of i don't know which sort of like take me to a different place um and the brainstorming period once that's done i could probably sit down and knock a project out over a weekend and that's more along with my illustrations but um mm. it varies yeah. it depends on what i'm doing yeah. so are you technically trained or did you just pick this up i am my background is in um um graphic design okay. and visual arts um but i did uh i was fortunate enough again coming from a school we didn't have a lot of funding for the arts, yeah. um, so we. Um, I was fortunate to have a teacher in junior high, and then in high school, um, who started giving me. Um, <coughs> bless you. Thank you. Um, started giving me uh, private lessons outside of school hours. Ooh. So um, and since we didn't have art supplies, they were providing their own art supplies, so I could explore different mediums. So um, I'm really grateful for that, and I know there's still a lot of teachers out there that are like that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad in Texas at least they're getting a little bit more money which is long overdue um, and that really sort of told me that like hey I, maybe I have something and that I didn't really see in me Yeah. Um, and so I did pursue that and just took that to a digital platform um, but I I still did like painting classes and illustration but a lot of that stuff I did more of my self-taught methods um, and would go off script a lot with that mm-hmm. stuff just because I started creating my own styles and, yeah. and creating art um if you had to describe your art to someone who didn't know you in a, a way that they got it, what would you say to them? Mm, that's a good question. You um, know, that's why they pay me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> do they pay? <laughs> Not they yet. Should. They should. Let's get you some deals. Right. Um, I would say ever-changing I think it tells a story of my growth um, I look back at the stuff that I've created over the years and 
I've done specific projects for different things. And I mentioned earlier, I, I used it as therapy. Like when my grandma passed away, um, I saw myself like, I had to really take a, self, a step back and really examine where I was. And, um, and it's like, I could use this to fall into deep depression and addiction, or I can do something good that she would want. So um, I used all of that sadness and anger and started a um, art series. So it was a it was a series of like twelve paintings I did, um, which was a Tia de los Metros uh, Lotaria series. Um, and I actually like showed that and sold, and 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 it kind of kept me from going to a really dark place. Um, and then I look at where I'm at now, where it's more focused on illustration and awareness. And um, I'm also working in like a queer Latinx tarot card series. And there's a lot of political imagery yeah. um, and sort of the attack of our administration on uh, black and brown people. Um, so there's a message there, but it's also where a place of where I'm at. Um, so I would say it shows like my personal growth. Um, and I would hope some sort of inspiration mm. to community. I try to bring mm. community together with art. So what's next for you? It changes every day. It changes every day, bitch. <laughs> Depends on what I, idea came. <laughs> I wish I knew. I hope to get my t-shirts online. Um, I think that's going to be my next big project. Um, but I think, yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to doing more creative stuff with opportunities I have with people that I work with. So yeah. I think that we can make changes. Wink, wink. Too. Yeah. And what are the, uh, where can people find out? about you what are your social media handles oh let me say that again what are your social media handles um well you can find me on the streets uh, <laughs> which corner no. <laughs> god i don't live like that anymore um not that there's anything life. wrong with it um i'm just too old for that i can't keep up with that you know um you can't drop it like it's hot no more <laughs> right. run it down like it's warm it's hard i mean i could it just takes longer to keep up. <laughs> uh, i need some help um I am on uh, Instagram. Probably my more recent stuff is at Marcus Cruz Art um, okay. on Instagram. Um, my cookie page is uh, Cookies de Cruz. Um, and then um, I have all of my art on Facebook, and that's just Marcus Cruz Sanchez. And I also have a website with all of my digital stuff, uh, MarcusCruzArt.com. Okay. And as we do every episode, uh, this is the, the most serious question. Um, and top five singers Cate oh, wait, say I should say like I, did, like I usually do top five category is singers singers of any any genre, genre any way any like singers performers it's however you want to interpret it top five. Oh my goodness that's Go. a good one um, <laughs> this is so I love Annie Lennox okay um she would be one of my favorites it's a lot of females um I do love Beyonce. I love Selena. Um, who else? Love Whitney. Yeah. Um, Come through, Nippy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Who would be a fifth? Your last one on your team. Your roster. My roster. Your top starting five. This is a strong five, or strong four so far. It is. Well, I hope. Um, I don't know. Oh, 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 Rihanna. I love So Rihanna. we have Rihanna, Beyonce, Whitney, Selena, Annie Lennox. Mm -hmm. Those are your top five. That is them. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And tune in next week with our special guest. Thank you all for listening. 
Love and light. Bye. I Just Want to Tell Stories is hosted by Joe Anderson Jr. for The Mahogany Project and produced by Cameron Hawkins for the South Congress Podcast Network.